What's shaking? Hey, I'm Rick Jordan, and today we're going all in, talking about Chinese spy balloons. I was uh, I want to break this down for you today because I think this is important. I just did uh, an appearance on News Nation just uh, about a week ago or so, and it was around this, right? Because at this point in time, we know that there were four objects, and I'm looking at this from a completely different perspective. It was really cool because this this clip of me, you can look it up, Google News Nation Rick Jordan, and you'll see it went viral on their channel. You know, it's almost like 200,000 views as of today. Now, here's what's shaken down with this and just my take on some of these things, because I want you to understand some of the background things rather than just, oh, people are spying on us, right? Because uh, here's what we know at this point, and this is a few weeks after everything shook down, right? The first balloon that was shot down over the ocean, the very first one, which was at the beginning of February, was indeed a Chinese spy balloon. This thing was confirmed to have antennas and the ability to spy on uh, American communications. It also had uh, visual equipment. We also know that it traversed over sensitive military installations of ours. I'm talking, talking like nuclear missile silos where our ICBMs launch. If you don't know what ICBM is, it's intercontinental ballistic missile. Those are nuclear warheads that have been designed all the way since back during the Cold War when we were in that conflict scenario with Russia where we would send, where we had the ability to, to launch a nuclear strike from our country all the way over, over to Russia through these ICBMs. We know the balloon traversed over those sites. What the Biden administration told us is that it waited until the balloon was over open waters to shoot this thing down because of falling debris or the danger of falling debris. And the FBI has since recovered the payload, the actual electronics package that was attached to this balloon. And it's currently in Virginia being analyzed. That's where we're at with that first one. The next three, according to what the administration has released, we don't know what they are. Uh, they're putting it out there saying that after a classified briefing, now when I was on News Nation, I was actually on News Nation at the same exact time that this classified briefing was happening. And this was on February 14th, on Valentine's Day, when I was actually on that show. And at the same time, the, the classified briefing was happening. And then they came out and released a statement afterwards saying that, hey, the next three, we don't think they're spy balloons. We actually think they're from private companies. One might have even been uh, from a balloon club in Illinois. You know, and I'm like, all right, that was the one that was shot over the Yukon. And they've given up now on the one over Alaska, the one over the Canadian Yukon, and the one shot down over Lake Huron because they. it's been a while at this point. I'm talking a while as in like six or seven days or so. And they have not been able to recover the payload or the electronics that have been attached to these balloons. So they've just given up and they said it's highly unlikely. Now, let me call out a couple points from this whole thing, right? There was a large span of time, I'm talking about two weeks or so between the first balloon and when this classified briefing was held. And still at the same time, it was over two weeks until the president of the United States, Joe Biden, actually gave an address about this. And the only reason he gave an address is according to media, anyways, mass media, is that it was because he was feeling pressured from both sides of the aisle, both Republican and Democrats to actually get his face out there and say something. Now, we all know what happens when Joe starts to talk, right? This is not, not a political statement. The clips out there are numerous. I get a hilarious kick out of him by some of the things that come out of his mouth or try to come out of his mouth anyways, because he just ends up mumbling half the time. You know, it's, 
whether you like them or not, you can look back. You got to see the humor in these scenarios. A, f- a friend of mine who's a Las Vegas headliner, he's a stand-up comedian, and he's been in the industry a long, long time. Very funny dude. Was a coach of mine for a while, actually taught me to see the humor in a lot of things. So I don't care if you support him or not. There's stuff that every human being does that is just super funny to their character, and you got to be able to see the humor in life in any circumstance. There's a lot of humor in what comes out of Joe Biden's mouth. Bottom line, okay? Now, he finally came out with this address. It was a couple days after the classified briefing where they said, hey, we don't think the other three. And I love that, right? We don't think. It took him so long to even make a statement regardless. As these things were being shot down, the American public had no idea what was going on. Now, let me pull this back a little bit because I've actually talked a little bit about the Cold War and, and the ICBMs. Here's some other history for you. There's this thing called the New START Treaty. And it's a treaty between, between the United States of America and Russia. This treaty was agreed to by both parties to reduce, significantly reduce, the number of nuclear armaments that we have in both of our countries. Because during the Cold War, it was like the race for the most and the biggest Right? That was the whole issue. And then there was the Cuban Missile Crisis. If you don't know what that is, look that up. That was because Russia started placing mobile ICBM launchers in Cuba. So rather than having to traverse the Atlantic or the Pacific Ocean with their missiles, they placed them pretty much right in our backyard in the country of Cuba. And that's something that we caught from spy images. And that was like a huge several days. There's even a movie out there about this. I can't remember the name. It's with uh, Kevin Costner. It's actually a really good movie. You should probably go and watch it. Uh, where there was just this three days of tension, you know, and even kids being in school. This was, you know, several decades ago. Kids being in school were just freaked out. And there were air raid drills and, and all of these other things that, that just freaked out the American public for several days. And from what I know, I was not alive at that point in time during the Cuban Missile Crisis. But from what I know and read, it seemed like these last couple of weeks with these balloons had what I would think would be a very similar feel to that because I mean, and this was for a longer duration of time, a couple of weeks rather than just a couple of days. You're wondering what the heck is going on. I also want to give you some information about the capabilities of these balloons. Okay. Because China, now we know that their first balloon was absolutely, it's been admitted by our government, by the United States government, that it absolutely was a spy balloon intercepting communications traversing over sensitive military sites, snapping photos, all of that stuff, right? And we also know, and I don't know why no media outlet was covering this, which is why I made sure that I said it when I was on News Nation. This piece of fact information from 2017 to 2018, we know that China conducted tests, weapons tests from these same kinds of balloons to where the and it's kinetic weapons, right? And it was uh, one was specifically missiles that they successfully were able to launch from a balloon, and the other was an EMP weapon, electromagnetic pulse, which knocks out electronics. Now, even nuclear warheads, if you don't know what an EMP is, the very first thing that hits is an is an electromagnetic pulse when a nuclear warhead goes off. The very first thing. And that actually kills all the electronics. It renders them useless. Cars won't start, you know, especially Teslas because they're all electric, all computerized. You know, I'm I'm talking like cameras, cell phones, uh, internet equipment, uh, computers, all of that just ceases to function when it's in the radius of this electromagnetic pulse. 
If you want to see what this really looks like, you can go back and actually watch the movie Ocean's Eleven with Brad Pitt and George Clooney. They use an EMP to knock out, granted it's a fictional movie, but they use an EMP to knock out the power of Las Vegas. Now, there's a very strategic use for this type of weapon because it was conceived after the fact, after nuclear potential was was invented, that you could use an EMP and pretty much knock out civilization without hazard to life which is sort of good, right? Because you're not going to kill anyone. Now, the EMP actually knocks out all the electronics, the power, all of that. And the idea is that then it allows an invading force to come in and actually just take over almost without a fight because everything's knocked out from this EMP. So in 2017 and 2018, China successfully tested kinetic weapons by the form of missiles from these balloons and also an EMP delivery device from these balloons. And now we know that this balloon that just came over the U.S. that we shot down, the first one, did traverse over sensitive military installations, Whip weapon silos. Now let me circle back so that you understand the capability of these balloons and the purpose and all of that. I'll circle back to when I was talking about the New START Treaty, where Russia and the U.S. agreed to reduce the number of nuclear armaments substantially in both of our countries. We've been doing that, continuously doing that. The, the treaty was extended. That period was extended, I think, till 2025 right now. I'm sure it's going to be renewed, you know, especially in, in the wake of what's going on right now with Russia and Ukraine. And what we see and what we've been trying to do over the last decade and a half, something lo- a long time, is actually bring China to the table to be a party to this same treaty because we would like them to also limit the number of nuclear warheads between the United States, Russia, and China. Those are the three countries, as far as I know, with the most amount of nuclear arms that exist in the entire world. There's other countries, too, that have them, like India has nuclear warheads. Uh, UK has that. There's some countries in Europe. Uh, Israel has them as well. So you can look that up as far as who has them right now, but we're trying to keep those nuclear weapons within those countries that have already developed them and even more so keep them at a certain level because we determined way back in the cold world like there's no reason to stockpile so many you know and it just ends up causing more fear of course there's the thing about the turns and everything but it just causes more fear because the more that you have there's actually no real use for those because it was enough to destroy the world you know many many exponentially times over with how many there actually existed. There was just no, no logic to it because you could destroy the earth like a hundred times. You know, it, it doesn't matter. So China has never conceded to come to the table for this new START treaty. In fact, when this treaty is supposed to reduce the number of nuclear weapons to whoever determines it to be logical, right, to reduce what we have in this agreement between the U.S. and Russia, instead of China conceding and being come becoming part of this treaty they've actually gone the opposite direction they right now in 2023 are continuously building their nuclear arsenal continuing to to manufacture more warheads even more so they are continuously building more missile silos and building mobile missile launchers like the ones that i referenced that russia put in cuba back during the the Cuban Missile Crisis during the Cold War. They continuously, now they don't have the missiles to fill all these silos yet, they don't have the missiles to to strap onto these mobile launchers, but they're continuously building up the number of nuclear missiles, the ICBMs, and continuously building up that number in their entire nuclear arsenal. 
it's actually pretty freaking scary. So instead of, you know, even though we know that China is supplying parts right now in the war with Ukraine to Russia that are being used for weapons you know they're not directly supplying them weapons but they're supplying parts it's like you know instead of like here's the whole missile they're saying here's a here's a do-it-yourself missile kit that's kind of what's happening right so it, it, there's there's funneling these missile parts these weapon parts to russia and even though russia and china are saying they're friends still russia is part of that new start treaty and always wanted china to become part of it too with the u.s so there's not all these like crazy numbers of nuclear weapons all over the place but china has refused and has gone the opposite direction to increase their arsenal i'm giving you some good information here today and breaking it down super simply so that you can understand this china right now is nobody's friend even though they are actually saying they're a friend to Russia for life, right? But still, if they really are that, and Russia wanted them to be part of this New START treaty with the U.S., as far as the number of nuclear weapons that they're each committing to maintaining and never going above that, then why don't they just freaking do it? But instead, they are flying spy balloons over the U.S., over sensitive military sites where our missiles are kept, to try to get more information about us and we also know that these types of balloons have the capability of missile strikes and emp weapons i am not trying to scare you i'm just trying to give you the facts as we know them right now and there's a couple things that surprised me that we didn't hear so much as like a peep from the government after that first balloon when we were shooting down these other three it took them several weeks to even have this classified briefing and then come out and say, oh, don't worry about the last three, right? Trying to downplay it, but then it's like almost forgetting about the first one. And the presidents of the United States, Joe Biden, did not even make an address during this entire time. It was after the classified briefing and only because he was pressured by both Republican and Democratic lawmakers to actually say something. To me, that's not a great president of the United States because in the time of crisis, if you look back during the Cuban Missile Crisis, there were radio addresses, there were television broadcasts and everything from the leader of our nation to actually put out there, hey, I'm here and I'm doing what I can to protect you. We didn't get that. That was the biggest thing that I was disappointed in throughout this whole thing. Secondly, I was very much disappointed in the level of transparency. Because when it comes to this, you can't hide that. There's covert things that go on all the time from other countries for intelligence gathering and us too. Remember, we have the CIA and us as well. There's always covert stuff going on. And I feel that a lot of this stuff should stay covert for the reasons of national security and making sure that we're protected. We're not supposed to know everything. That's the whole reason for this because it's, it's done in secret. That way we can become protected and other nations don't find out about it. But when you see a balloon up in the freaking sky and somebody captures it being shot down, from their cell phone it's pretty much out in the open at that point and it demands transparency by our governments and especially by the presidents that we have elected okay and i say we even though i didn't vote for him i want you to hear this even though i didn't vote for joe biden for president of the united states i still say we that we and our president, because no matter if you voted for him or not, he's still your freaking president. No matter what the next election comes, he or she will still be your president because as a country, they have been voted in. 
So if you're still an American citizen and you're part of this country, it is our president and we voted them in, whether you actually voted for that person or not. Okay, which means that there's support because once that's done, that's the beauty of this country, is once that's done, you move forward for the next four years and you try to figure out how to work together. Whether you like the person or not, you try to figure out how to work together and advance things for the betterment of the country as a whole, period. That's how this is supposed to be done in this country is supposed to be. So when we have a lack of leadership from a president that stays silent over something like this that is freaking out his constituents, the American public, he needs to take a chapter out of the book from the Cuban Missile Crisis and understand that people need reassurance. People need a leader when it comes to a time of crisis. That's all. It, that's it. That's it. I hope you hear this. It broke it down for you today and got you some good information from a simplistic and plain English perspective. And I still love this country. I always love this country. Let's go all in.